Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. For the hundredth time, the music you're hearing is the intro to Guys of a Certain Age, Robbie Koblenson Studio. Yes, Jay Reed, it's the hundredth episode. Alongside Jay Reed. He looks kind of clueless. And Art Shirley. Are you sure about that? Yeah, I started to say 100-year-old Art Shirley, but that's not right. <laughs> not quite. Not it quite. Just, Even uh, if I feel that way. It just ages you. And uh, Congratulations, gentlemen. Yeah, we made Triple it. Triple digits. Looks well, of course. like we made it. I thought. I thought Left to each other all. <laughs> wow. And all of a sudden, we're canceled. So... 100 episodes we'll talk about that on the on the back end can't believe we made it this far thank you guys for tuning in let's jump into some geeks of the week okay who's got what let jay you go first okay well my brother who is one of our listeners alerted me to the fact that ready player two the sequel to ready player one the book will be released i believe next week the 24th which will be after probably this will come out right after it's released correct correct so by the time you can probably buy you probably already bought it but i'm excited about that i i didn't read the book i've seen the movie the book is much better that's what i've heard i think maybe we've talked about that here so i'm excited to read i don't want to do what episode 67 67. (laughs) According to my record, yeah. yes, yeah. No, but I think that's my gonna be Rolodex. fun. My, yeah, your Rolodex <laughs> of guys of a certain age episodes. Yeah, and it's gonna be interesting how how they kind of you know work into it because I mean the uh, the book was a happily ever after. You know, he he gets the keys, he gets the fortune, he gets the girl. You know, and we're gonna go on with our lives. So what's next? So now, would you like a synopsis of what's next? Yeah, I read it, but okay. I'm just saying I just don't know how how it gets executed. The, it was it, it was a very novel concept to begin with, uh-huh. and the execution was great. The fan service was amazing. I just don't know. Wonder if lightning can strike twice. And- yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, are we going cash grab? Yeah. Can we say cash grab? We can say cash grab. So um, anyway, would you like to read the synopsis, Jay? I see you have the synopsis. I have the synopsis if you would like it. I don't want to read it. but basically, a synopsis of the synopsis. The, the, guy synopsis. Who, the guy who wins the prize at the end of the first movie, he, he inherits this gaming system and uh, goes into it and finds, I guess they call it an Easter egg. So he found an Easter egg to win the first time. Now there's another one hidden inside that has multiple Easter eggs, great actually. value yeah. to the world. And there's a really, really bad guy after it too. So, so maybe some plot tension there. So I wonder if they're going to go into nineties pop culture now. Maybe so. Maybe that's the idea. Yeah. So I don't know. So I, th- I, think I still need, I haven't read the book or seen the movie. Is the movie streaming anywhere? <sighs> I don't I know. Looked. I think it's on HBO Max. Oh, okay. I which think we, it is on HBO Max. Which we are going to talk about that in a second. But it's, um, I, you know, it's a Spielberg movie and he did okay. Yeah. That's kind of what I remember you saying that before. Yeah. Uh, the, the book is a fun, fun read. And uh, the dude who wrote it, I can't remember his name. You've got Ernest his name. Klein. Yeah. So Klein followed it up with a book called Armada, if I remember correctly. Which is in development at Universal for a movie. Yeah, but didn't get as positive reviews now uh klein also is a huge back to the future fan he owns one of the Trime traveling deloreans if i remember correctly that sounds familiar wow. yeah. yeah yeah so uh there was a documentary that kickstarted called back in time it was the behind the scenes story of back to the future 
and I kicks I was one of the kickstarters and I ended up with uh yeah it's recording right you're looking mm-hmm. like yeah would <laughs> <laughs> be the first yeah. sudden fear that hundredth episode, episode we would not yeah. record it <laughs> so I I got it through the kickstarter and Klein is one of the folks who's interviewed because he's a big Back to the Future guy and he's got you know, the DeLorean and all this. And then he was also, Klein was also part of the documentary that was on Netflix about finding the old ET Atari cartridges. Uh-huh. So, um, which we talked about that an episode a long, long time ago in a podcast far, far away. So, but yeah, anyway. so I want to do with this, what I did with Harry Potter after having seen everything, I want to go back and read the book, you, then watch the movie, like bang up against each other. And then I'll be ready to read this, the second book. Yeah, uh, the the just first for funds. first book is uh, just for funds. Are you getting paid to do it? Funsies, funsies, funsies. Yeah, funsies. yeah. yeah I abbreviated version. Of- <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> exactly, which may get back to fun eventually. <laughs> maybe so. Maybe so. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a really fun read. It's a quick read. So good. Yeah, that'll be a little holiday reading maybe to see what you uh, you come up with. All right, Mister Shirley. Hey, I tell you what, let me do mine first because we're going to talk a little bit more about yours. Okay, yeah, certainly. So, well, well oh, it's yeah. crazy. Well, hundred episodes in, and all of a sudden we're changing the order. That's right. We are. We are because I'm usually I'm scrambling for a geek of the yeah. week as these two do others. <laughs> that's the that's yeah. the behind the scenes. So, uh, you that's know, one right. of the things we've talked about on and off through uh, the episodes here is our affection or distaste for the Star Wars holiday special. And uh, which came out and Art's got his great Star Wars mask there, uh, which came out in December of of 1978. Yeah. And so there, there are two pieces of information there. There is a documentary being done about the behind the scenes um, of the infamous Star Wars holiday special. Yes. The, the the working title of the documentary is A Disturbance in the Force. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's and, pretty good. And so uh, it looks, it, I mean, they're still in editing yeah. at this point, but they've got a ton of behind the scenes uh, stories. They've got some audio interviews with Peter Mayhew. Huh. Um, he's talking about the hol- holiday special and they can't, they don't seem to be able to, to get George Lucas um, on this one, but yeah. George Lucas apparently was so upset about it that he wanted to buy every negative and burn it. Wow. So he's so, completely disavowed. He's still not yeah. want to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Now, John Favreau, you know, he, uh, he of the Mandalorian fame, not to mention Iron Man and one of the godfathers of the Marvel Cinematic Universe loves the holiday special. And if you recall early in Mandalorian season one, maybe in episode one, um, they make a reference to life day. Which was, you know, Wookiee Life Day was introduced yeah. in the holiday special. So, um, but anyway, so that's coming out. And so uh, Disney has allowed Lego to make a Lego holiday, Star Wars holiday now, special. Now, it's not tied into it other wow. than name alone, right? It, I mean, it's, it's got not... some fan service to it, as I oh, understand. Does it really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, it's not like a remake of that. I know. There's no Lego B. Arthur character. In this, oh, right? boy, would, would that not just be <laughs> awesome? Uh, has it really it, should be, yeah. You know, really I should have I should have looked to see if this is dropped. Yet. It has dropped, yeah, because it, it came out the other day. Okay, did you have you seen? I it? I have not seen it. Yeah, uh, so, I, I'm pretty sure it came out uh, the other day, and, and certainly by the time people are listening to this, it'll be out. Yeah, so two days ago it appears yeah. it drops. I'm gonna. So have who's to watch in the it. set? Did you? Uh, what minifigs are in there? Have you? Have you well, it's got. About it? I mean, you got Ray. You've got. Um, um, it looks like you've got a bunch of the. the I think you have Luke and Leia. 
the the new trilogy folks yeah. so uh, oh, no, i thought you were t- so it's a holiday set but not necessarily no no it's actually a special it's a it's a, it's a television special yeah oh okay yeah. television let me change my notes here stream v, not real legos yeah we don't play with real legos we're too old for that plus they really hurt when you step that's on right them. so anyway so the the holiday special. special yeah the holiday special is is coming to life yeah in a, in a variety now, did favreau of have anything to do with that uh, I don't know that he did. Because he yeah. talked about wanting to do something with that, but I, this sounds like this is the Lego version. I, this so is, can you watch it now? You said it was yes, out. Yes. Yeah, it's on Disney+. Plus. Disney+. Plus. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Make your notes. Yeah, when, by the way. Uh, and the obligatory comment, it's not on DVD. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Or VHS. You know, uh, I actually, yesterday, I got hit for my one-year renewal for Disney+. Plus. Mm. So, it has been one year since Disney+. Plus wow. Has entered my life. I should have that soon. That's if I cool. haven't had it already. Yeah. I got a note from Apple TV telling me if I didn't sign up for my free year soon, I was going to lose it. That's the email I got. Wow. Did okay. you say? No, I'm going to get care. it. It's free. If it's nah. free, I'm going to get it. Of course, if it's free. How much will you pay me to subscribe? <laughs> that's what we should do. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, those are, okay. that's my geek of the week. So, this is big news. Uh, it will have certainly been old news by the time this airs, but uh, Wonder Woman 84 is uh, being released in uh, a limited run of theaters. And on HBO Max on December 25th, there's not going to be any additional charge. Uh, you paying you, attention to that? To di- Disney, to, that's yeah, right. Disney, yeah. no, no charge. No additional charge. Yeah, that's right. And uh, so if you're an HBO Max subscriber, you know, you'll be able to watch that on December 25th. I would assume you could probably watch it afterwards as well. <laughs> I'm hoping it's not just one shot. It may be. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, after hearing from uh, DC and Warner Brothers Forever that they were not going to do this, that they were going to delay it again, possibly until June. I know Patty Jenkins definitely wanted it in the theaters, and it will be in the theaters. So if you yeah. want to go see it in the theaters, you can. But uh, I think they finally decided that they, they, they need to get this out while the— uh, you know, strike while the iron is hot, I guess, and uh, and try to go ahead and get that out. Plus, they're saying that they feel like it's a great thing to do for the fans, you know, as yeah. we uh, look enter what looks like another surge of uh, the pandemic uh, hitting. Uh, it is some some uh, some happy news, you know, for those of us that are, are wanting to see this. And I think there's a lot of us that are wanting to see this. So that sounds good. So so do you think if Tenet had done better in theaters that this would happen? I think that's probably a benchmark. I think Tenet's you know, I don't know that Tenet has the appeal that Wonder Woman had, but certainly it was a movie that a lot of people were look for, looking forward to. It looked like a good movie. Yeah. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, that that doing that, that not doing well certainly drove that decision. I think Mulan not doing as well because of the additional charge. Yeah. Also may have influenced that decision not to charge anything more for it. Uh, now, granted, you know, HBO Max is already $15 a month or somewhere along that, as opposed to Disney, which is what, uh, six? Yeah, something right, like that. around there. But Netflix just went up. Netflix is going up. Yeah. Hulu's going up. You know, all of these streaming services are going up. So a lot of people, I think, are going to be making decisions on, on what to keep, you know, what to, you know, going forward. So when Hamilton came out, they didn't have any more like free months of Disney, that's right. right? Is HBO yeah, Max? That's what I'm wondering. That? I haven't seen that yet. I, that's I, I, that's a good that's a good uh, comparison too, because Hamilton obviously did. I, I would say the success of Hamilton also influenced a lot of what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, they threw but, away their free trial. That's right. That's right. <laughs> They're taking their shot now. Yeah. Uh, but, 
yeah. So I, I, I wonder if you if you can get a, a free trial of HBO. I think you can still subscribe for the month if you want to. And it's 15 bucks. And, you know, if you if two people watch it, you, you've saved some money already. Absolutely. Plus the other stuff that you could watch on HBO Max. But uh, I haven't seen anything yet that the resubscriptions will be taken away right before the the thing airs. I could see that. That would make sense to me. Yeah. So how much is this going to impact their, their subs? Uh, it's it's got to drive their subs up, especially going into a yeah, Christmas I would break think season. it would give, give, it would give them a really good number going into the end of the year, you know, of subscriptions, even if people drop them by the, you know, they'll be saying, Hey, look, we've finished the year with this amount. Um, I don't know how you'll be able to, you know, uh, say that this was directly a result of Wonder Woman 84, but I would imagine they'll they'll try to make sure those numbers reflect as positively as they can on there. And of course, the, the for us, uh, guys of a certain age and, and our listeners, I think the the next step is what does this mean for Black Widow? Because that's to me, you know, the next movie coming out, a big superhero movie coming out. And so yeah. I've been pushed back. And is this something that, um, you know, because Disney has the rights to that one. Are they looking at it and going, okay, well maybe we do something similar with black widow. It's uh, it really is a completely different world now. And, yeah. and to me, it seems like with this announcement, DC seems to be, be getting um, a little bit of momentum. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, the Schneider cut, Schneider cut. You we're seeing stuff about that every day, every week anyway. Did uh, you, I, you probably saw, but they're not going to use a, a minute of what right. Whedon recut, right? Um, what he reshot. Yeah. So, I mean, they're completely reworking. And them. they shot some stuff with. Um, I'm drawing a blank on the guy. Jared Leto. Uh, yeah, for the they're for using the him for the Joker. Yeah, but who plays the Flash? What's the guy's name? Oh, uh, Ezra Miller. Yeah, thank you. Uh, they shot some stuff with him while he's filming the third installment of Fantastic Beast, the Harry Potter uh, world. The Johnny Deppless Fantastic. Johnny Deppless, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's a good word, Johnny Deppless. <laughs> Feeling a little Johnny Deppless today, but um, oh, anyway, wow. they shot some stuff with him remotely, and uh, and Snyder had a like an iPad on a remote control car. Supposedly, I've heard some things said that didn't really happen. So he could kind of move around and assess the set, you know, and there's a he's kind of moving around, which I, it, it may not be true, but I want it to be. So we'll, we'll believe it. We'll say we'll go with it. But anyway, of course, I think the bigger impact is thinking, how does this affect the DC Universe subscription service? <laughs> oh, is that still a thing? It's still a thing. Yeah. Until, I, thought, uh, I thought we buried it. All no, right. it's 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 we're still in gasping, death. you know, end of the year, last, right? yeah, end of the year for yeah. video stuff. But you think had this happened last year and they used it to kickstart dc universe it might have been you know it might have been a bigger thing well i will tell you this i'm um i'm halfway through the second season of titans yeah and titans to me is the best implementation of the dc comic universe yeah that's what you said i still need to hands try that down yeah. yeah hands down it's great i'm gonna ch- i'm gonna check that out there's two seasons out already that's right, right. Okay. that's right Good deal. so uh, and that's on hbo max or dc university the yeah one. It's, maybe i'll watch it on dc universe just for just, just for, for fun just to get your money's <laughs> worth fun z's 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 get your money's worth yeah, yeah that's right it's that's branded right. dc universe but it, it's great and, and uh, this th- i'm not giving away any any plots here but I, I was there's an episode in season two i think it's either six or seven called bruce wayne and so um, Dick Grayson is having this existential crisis. And so Bruce Wayne is following him around kind of in his head mentally talking to him as his subconscious. And um, so somebody asked one of the Titans, I think it's Dove, says, yeah, but 
Dick, why don't you call Bruce Wayne and call Bruce and ask him? And the uh, the existential Bruce Wayne's like, oh, now I see where your leadership abilities and superpowers come from. It's because you have my cell phone number. Oh, <laughs> oh, it was great. It's Ian Glenn, who um, uh, he was on Game of Thrones as the Khaleesi's head of her uh her uh, honor guard, her king's okay. guard. He's playing Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he's playing yeah. Bruce Wayne. And you never see him as Batman, right? Uh, or you yet. haven't yet. Not okay. yet. But uh, well, anyway, yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, okay. it's great. The way they handle it is fabulous. So. Well, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. All right. So that's it for the first half of the 100th episode. When we come back, we've got viewer questions or listener questions because thankfully <laughs> nobody can see us. <laughs> we'll be right back. And we were back on the back half of 100 episodes. Guys, did you ever imagine we would get to 100 episodes? No. I have to say, I didn't. Negative, no. Yeah. So, like, every good hero story will give an origin. Um, So, like, I took each of you to lunch individually and pitched this idea to you. Because the only way I can have friends is if I buy them lunch and they'll be seen with me in public. So, when we had that conversation, what did you guys initially think when I said, hey, let's do a, a, a geek Podcast. Well, of course, first of all, I was going like, Robbie's paying for lunch. And I don't know that I got past that. (laughs) But I do remember where we went, and it's no longer there. (sighs) Moment of silence for the stagger in. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, No, I thought it was exciting. You know, it it was, we were starting to talk a lot about podcasting at work. Uh, Had always kind of been interested in doing that. You know, came from radio. You and I both had the radio background stuff. and, And just, it seemed like a lot fun idea. Plus, the concept seemed really good. What do you think, Jay? I thought it was cool. I mean, I, by that time, I had done some video stuff with you and Mark. And so I'd, you know, kind of been around broadcast media. Ooh, and uh, ooh, I've been a podcast listener for shameless plug, 10 or 11 years. Yeah. <laughs> he finally, I got finally got paid back <laughs> for that. Right. But yeah, I mean, I thought it was cool. I, I'm, and, and it was also cool to finally meet Art because like for the two or three years before that, do you know Art Shirley? Do you know Art? Yeah. Have you ever met Art? See, I just thought you guys were <laughs> at Ole Miss. Finally, you took us both to lunch. Yeah. I mean, you guys were at Ole Miss roughly the same time. Yeah. I mean, you you would have overlapped, right? Uh, maybe a year. Or I think decide. I may have finished just as you were coming in. Okay. Oh, he broke the I place. I came in, in fall life. of 85. So yeah, I see, because I left, I left uh, uh, summer of 84. Okay, got so you. we did not. Uh, so he knew Wonder we Woman not. back then. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so here here we are. And one of the things we thought would be kind of fun to uh, to do is to reach out to some listeners, not viewers, because they can't see us, and uh, solicit some questions. So who wants to go with the first question? Who's? I'll go. I've got I've got six. You answered questions. one. My mom asked the question: How do we decide to do started? this? Oh, and how okay. do we get started? So, so and, the question is: So, I, I do we do it Jeopardy style? So I gave the, the answer. answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And mine aren't background so much. They are just questions that you know they that people were asking about kind of our topic, our area, our subject area. So uh, <laughs> anyway, Dale Moore, coworker of mine, read, uh, what are some other comic artists, concept artists? Uh, illustrators or whatever that you guys are fans of. And we have done this before. We've talked about comic book artists before. Dude, go back to the archives and listen, right. listen to it. Man. But I thought about concept artists because one thing I like about the Mandalorian, uh, one thing I really enjoy is that the end credits, yes. they'll show the concept yes. art. There's beautiful. They're yeah. really good. And so I looked up, there's a book or there's a website now called The Art of the Mandalorian and it lists all these guys. And I was not familiar with any one of their names. Of course, with Star Wars, you have Ralph McQuarrie who I never was a big fan of his style, but his, 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 his art, art, his drawing style, his painting style, 
but I loved his concepts because, yeah. I mean, and they're, they're still being pulled from today. A lot of Mandalorian goes back yeah. to the original Ralph McQuarrie design to pull things out. So it's great. But uh, let's see if it was Doug uh, Shang, I think as it is, is his name. He did the concept uh, for the prequels and Rogue One and uh, gotcha. The Force Awakens. Always a fan of his. And then I was looking and, and saw Joe Johnston. Uh, I've seen that name. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was a concept artist for the original Star Wars movie. Yeah. He's gone on to direct. He did Jurassic Park. That's right. I know. Cause I, I, yeah. I, I did the same thing. I know that name. Yeah. Because it was in the context of a concept artist. I go, I don't, I don't know why I know. That's right. He directed First Avenger. Yeah. Captain yeah. America, First Avenger and a whole bunch of us. He did the Rocketeer as well. He did the Rocketeer, which is one of my favorite movies. That might be an episode right there to talk about the Rocketeer. Because I haven't seen it that's, forever. Well, it'd be worth watching again because that to me is an underrated uh, comic book, first of all, and and superhero movie that uh, or, or heroic movie that uh, I think might uh, be worth looking at again. And then for me, I don't know if y'all ever, you know, the books that we had, you know, and I've seen a bunch of those as we packed up to move. But uh, the old Frazetta covers, the Boris covers, uh, the Hildebrandt brothers, who also oh, did his Star Wars uh, yeah. poster, Drew Struzan, um, who was of course mm-hmm. a poster artist and did most of all the. Great posters for all these sci-fi movies that we talk about. Drew yeah. Struzan was involved in, uh, and so uh, so those are some of my favorites. I don't know if any of y'all have any I, other ones. I like the Hildebrandt brothers a lot. I mean, they did all the Shannara covers. They yeah. did a ton of a lot of covers. Uh, Lord of the Rings and Hobbit yeah. stuff. You had a calendar that would come out every year from the Hildebrandt brothers that you would see in your Walden books or wherever you bought your your, your stuff. Uh, I was getting Frazetta covers, and it was like, well, my is that mom, really is that my, really appropriate? My for? my parents wouldn't let me have. Uh, Oh, never mind. Yeah. 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 The Brothers Hildebrand. I'm looking to see if I can grab. Yeah. They did a bunch of D&D stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And Amazing. I think Tim still works. I don't know if the other brother, and I can't remember his name. Uh, Greg. Greg, yeah. One of the two of them still does stuff. I'm not sure if the other one does anymore. As yeah. Much. So um, they did a bunch of Harry Potter, too, didn't they? Okay. Oh, I didn't realize that. Very nice. Very nice. So, uh, all right. Well, do you have anything to add? I don't really have any names to add to that. I mean, but here, here on The Mandalorian, I, I don't. I love the end as much as the rest of it. I mean, it's so cool to see mm-hmm. that. So, I mean. Yeah, and Yay, Dale mentioned Alex Ross, so we talked about Alex Ross a lot, too, with Kingdom yeah. Come. He's an artist. Dale is as well. Not to be confused with Bob Ross, who may be my favorite concept artist. <laughs> there you go. Time. Now you're talking something there I understand. Happy Gosh. little trees. Happy little hobbits. That's a, uh, <laughs> There's a comedy skit in there somewhere. Bob Ross is a concept artist. Why does everything look the same, Bob? I'd like to do a desert planet tattooing. Well, it needs some happy trees. <laughs> that's, that's really not going to We should just stop the podcast now. We can never get beyond that one. Go higher than that. What about you, Jay? You got something? I have a question. It's uh, from Jacob Reed. And I'm going to give a little shout out to Jacob. He happens to be my son. He is uh, unmarried as we record this. But by the time it drops, he will be married. So wow. big, big weekend ahead for the Reeds. So anyway, his, his question I was. I mean, you've got. The hundredth episode, which I know y'all are probably all celebrating at home, as right? Well, right, <laughs> and the wedding—it's a, it's a big week. By I mean, happenstance, was just big week for the. Reason. That's why everybody's gathering us. That's the hundredth right. episode, right? That's right. Do you, do you want me to edit this early and give you a preview that you could can you, play at the yeah, uh, at the yeah. reception? Yes, that'd be great. In lieu of my father of the groom speech, <laughs> I'd like to play the hundredth episode. That's probably a good idea because I'm not going to make it through the speech anyway. So. Oh, oh yeah, man. actually, I know what you mean. Yeah, that'd yeah be tough. that's going to be tough. Uh, so. All right, so here's Jacob's question. He's so with different guys writing comics for the same character like Batman, sometimes the personality or persona of the character will change. Has there been any character that had a really positive or negative change when the writer changed? Y'all would be the ones to answer this. Oh, that's more of a that's more of an art Shirley question. Yeah, I think I think you see it a lot. Of course, 
yeah, you see it with Frank Miller with the Dark Knight thing. Yeah. And uh, yes, it was a change. Sometimes I think that the influence of that change may have lasted a little too long, been a little too much because it took Batman from, he had already been made a little darker by, uh, uh, in the seventies with Neil Adams and, uh, that, you know, those, that series of comics right there. But, uh, Frank Miller definitely took him up into the notch and he, he, he forever changed the character of Batman, uh, for better or worse. I loved what he did with the dark Knight. Uh, I, I did kind of, uh, think that whenever they tried to make it, you know, always him being that dark, he was supposed to be that dark as a result of being jaded after years of having done crime fighting. And then they just kind of made it from the beginning that he was like that. And then they took it into other characters as well. But I think that's probably one of the biggest examples of a character changed by writers. Um, I also say uh, some of the X-Men stuff, you know, when they took it away from uh, when, when Stan Lee, you know, doing it in the sixties versus uh, the seventies version of the X-Men to me, that's when the X-Men really came alive is when, uh, and I can't remember the name of the, is that the Cockrum that was, was in, involved with that with the, the change to the seventies X-Men John Byrne was, was drawing it. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. Anyway, that's, so those are some changes for mine. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So this question is from uh, somebody who's outside our target demographic, Tanya Finch, shout out to TK. And uh, she has no idea what we're talking about, but she listens anyway. Um, but like her, me. Yeah. <laughs> you said it. I did not. So her question is, if when they're, they make a movie of your life, who's going to play you and who's going to play your wife? Oh. Whoa. Whoa. Art? Uh, I'm not going first to listen. <laughs> no, I'm not either. Um, that means you, Jay. Is this, so this is our current ages, right? I this guess so. We are now. We don't have to show us as young as young folks. Or we could do like uh, you know the crown and just. Yeah. Cast. I think Mark Hamill already has me down as uh, old Luke. <laughs> you really kind, of, yeah. They kind of kind of do. What about you, Jay? Who would What's play the you? guys? Uh, played Kevin Arnold on the Wonder Years. Um, oh, uh, Fred Savage. Yeah, yeah, Fred Savage. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Okay. Just for you know similarity in looks. He's got hair though. Yeah. Still, uh, you could take care of that with <laughs> my all. father. Cool. Always thought my. Wife looked like Natalie Wood, but unfortunately, that's not going to happen for, uh, for 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 sad reasons. You know, unfortunately, she's not she's not with us anymore. Melissa, my wife has been mistaken in the real world for Trisha Yearwood. Yeah, I could see that. Like huh. somebody, somebody, we were yeah. eating in a, uh-huh. in a Red Lobster in Asheville, North Carolina, one time, and this waitress came up, and she was certain that she was about to serve Trisha Yearwood. Oh wow. And she was very disappointed who, to find out who, that it wasn't her. Who's uh-huh. that loser with him? With her? Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, wasn't she dating her, Garth? Her and, manager. Yeah, yeah, wasn't she dating Garth? So yeah, and now she's with Kevin from Wonder Years. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say if I? No, sorry. Uh, man, I have no idea. I haven't really thought about this question. So, folks, when I was younger, said my I wore my hair a lot like Hugh Grant. So I guess it would uh-huh. be Hugh Grant. There you go Hugh Grant. Okay. And I have no idea for Bonnie. I have no idea. Yeah. Maybe Valerie Bertinelli. You yeah, know. okay. So, I can see that. But, uh, uh-huh. Yeah, but yeah, pretty good question. Got you thinking, right? Yeah, absolutely. You're going to start writing your uh, your memoirs. and yeah. so Chris you Farley can... could have played me at the, as a young age. I, guess. <laughs> I think Chris Farley could have played every aspect okay. of us at some point. So, all right. So, what you got next, Art? Okay, Will has a thing, and this might be an episode down the line. Uh, favorite anime movie or series? I think we've talked a little bit about anime. Yeah. It's not, he said it's probably not something that we're as big on as other things. And I won't speak for y'all, but it's certainly true for me. But there are some things that I, I particularly like. Prince uh, Mononoke, which are y'all familiar with that? Miyakashi. 
Um, yeah, Kitsune. Miyasaki. I'm sorry. It's a Studio Ghibli uh, production, uh, yeah. and there's a hub on HBO Max now, so you can go and see a lot of that stuff. Saw that. Yeah. Uh, and he mentioned, you know, we I, we watched that with, uh, I watched that with both boys when they were very young, and that kind of uh, has always been something that, you know, he liked from that. It's just really, really, it's a beautifully done anime. He reminded me that it got a little darker than than probably should have done, which leads me to Drew's next question. I may go ahead and jump into Drew's next question here. Sure. Since, oh, since, yeah. Why not? Yeah, why not? Because uh, after he wrote that, and, you know, again, I showed it to him as a young age. It had darker themes and probably should have. So Drew's question was, name a time your love for geek culture led to a bad parenting moment. <laughs> <laughs> he provided some examples, and I've got some as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So Mononoke may have been, although they both seem to like that and come out of that. Okay, but... Uh, also took him to, um, he mentioned Transformers and is convinced that they dropped the F-bomb at Transformers and they were little when they saw that. And Drew said, I don't, said, I don't he didn't think it was that. It was maybe some other profanity, but. There was, there were, at least in the, in the animated movie, we had a VHS copy when Jacob was little and it had the D word in it and we didn't know it. And he used it once or twice. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they were yeah. like, where did you hear that? He said, the Transformers. Yeah, that's, because uh, that's <laughs> what the, uh. That's what Will's memory was of it, too. Uh, he said, I don't think it was F. I think it was, you know, the yeah, D was, word. Yeah, he, Jacob was in my parents' pool swimming. Yeah, and that's what it was. He was going for one of those diving sticks and couldn't get there, and he came back up out of the water and said. But, you know, we watched <laughs> the Rugrats. We took him to the Rugrats movies, and one of the songs, we didn't realize it until we got the soundtrack later and listened to it, and one of the songs has all kinds of profanity. Oh, gosh. Like, oh, yeah, okay, that's great. The other thing uh, is uh, Doom. Drew said I made him watch Doom. I think I made him watch Doom. The movie? The movie Doom. How horrible was that? Yeah. So, yeah. But the thing I remember is taking him to the first X-Men movie, and Drew was probably four, and there's that scene at the uh, concentration camp. Oh, yeah. With Magneto, Eric, uh, you know, and he's been tortured, and he does, he shows his powers off. But, I mean, that was a terrifying scene, especially for a (laughs) four-year-old. So, we had to leave it. 15 minutes after the thing. And I'm like, I'm sure it'll turn out to be okay. But no, we didn't. I, didn't, I don't, I don't remember a bad parenting moment per se. I remember a bad marriage moment when I made my wife go see Logan. That was oh. a terrible, terrible decision. Dune, uh, Dune was the, was my moment like that. I don't think we were married at that point, but she, I was going, Oh yeah, you'll be able to follow it. Don't worry. They'll, they'll explain it. <laughs> I have no idea what happened. I said, I don't either. <laughs> what about anime for you? Never no, never mind. Yeah. yeah. So but y'all are not anime folks. Well, yeah. I mean, well, I'm not, I even haven't trying. had a chance to answer the question yet. Okay. So we just Robbie, me, what about anime? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a huge Robotech fan. So therefore I'm also a super dimensional fortress Macross fan. Yeah. So, See, I thought you were. A, I thought yeah. you had some. And Akira, you know, is is such an uh, influential movie. So, yeah. but I just haven't gotten into any recent stuff. Uh, Attack on Titan, I've been kind of interested in. Yeah. but it's a little gross. See, you know more about it than I do. Then, because really, the only things I know are these uh, these Studio Ghibli stuff, like that are just these fantasy things. Well, Jake, you know, sometimes guest host Jake uh, yeah. is a huge anime fan. So I hear about, you know, all these things kind of second, third hand. So, so we may have to do a guys of a certain age departure show or whatever on anime and bring in some of the younger certain age people. Yeah. And then like come educate us. So. Yeah, come, yeah, yeah, be good. yeah. So, but, uh, you parenting, know, I, parenting fails, you know, probably when I let my boys, when they're a little bit younger than they should have been, see uh, hot fuzz. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe Shaun of the Dead, which is kind of funny because my wife likes Shaun of the yeah. Dead a lot. So. Yeah. But uh, those are good movies. Though. Have you seen those yet, Jay? 
Uh, Don't even what, ask. Yeah, wow, still on the same a, level as I was last time. Yeah. So yeah. I think we should let you and, Jay back yeah. in until right. you know he can prove. You know, so we can contact trace him to make sure he he watched. Well, along those same lines, Jacob asked also. Do you remember your experience watching Star Wars for the first time? Absolutely. Yeah, I do. Oh, with my son? With your son. Oh, with your son. Yeah. 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 I remember Hopefully watching it. Hopefully you didn't question. have a son the first time you watched Well, I remember Star Wars. watching it with my dad in the okay. theater in, in 77. And then my boys were just barely old enough for me to take them to um, uh, Revenge of the... Uh, no, what's... what's, what's Phantom the, Menace? No, no what's the third? Old. What's the third prequel? Revenge of the Sith? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I took him to Revenge of the Sith. So uh-huh. that and that was maybe a questionable parenting moment almost. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. I, t- I know I took Will. I'm not sure if, when did when did uh, the Phantom Menace come out. We should know that. Mm. How do we not know that? Anyway, oh five, yeah, four oh five. I thought it was uh, in the nineties. Uh, I could be wrong. I could I be wrong know. too. Well, my boys this weren't is, born in the nineties, so yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. anyway, so I'm thinking it took both of them to see uh, the Phantom Menace in the theaters, and so that's because uh, I mentioned that before. That's a reason that uh, you know that will always be you know a kind of a special movie for me, even though you know may not care for the movie all that much. All right. So I'm, actually, I think what we so what Will and I went to see was the special edition of Star Wars when yeah. it came back in the theater. Yeah, I took yeah. the boys to see that. I'm probably going to steal one of your questions because I text JT directly. Oh, I, yeah. I don't have. He, I never heard back. So good. Well, he said he told your wife. So <clears throat> we'll move on we'll from there. Leave that so, one alone. Uh, yeah, JT Thompson, who is uh, an acquaintance friend of mine who listens, said that uh, for for. By the way, he said. Um, He's so he's glad he's so far behind on gaming systems. None of his kids has asked for a PS5 or an Xbox SX SX10 in not whatever. So he kind of thanks us for our, our gaming advice. Um, but his question was, "What's the best Christmas gift you received as a child?" Hmm, that's tough. Well, I'll start with that one because I had a little time to think about it. I got and since it's closer for you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it really is. Uh, so I remember when Dad brought fire home. <laughs> I didn't know your dad was Prometheus. <laughs> yes. uh, so uh, it would have been Christmas of 80. I got a snow speeder for Christmas. Wow. I got a snow speeder and I got a Hoth playset. And man, I was in high cotton or high snow is the case. Maybe. Wow. Yeah. And I still have that snow speeder. It's in, in my office right now. So. That was so much fun. I just went nuts. It was great. So never, never got the ad ad or the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. But that snow speeder was pretty darn close to the top of the list. So yeah. sweet. Yeah. What about you, Jay? I really don't. I can't think of anything that that really stands out. I have some memories of different toys. I remember finding. Um, there was Nemo? a game. Did you find Nemo? I did not find Nemo. It wasn't a battleship, but there was another sub. It was a, a game like Battleship, but it had submarines, and it was a whole big set with different levels. Yeah, I remember that. But I can't I, remember what it was called. Battleship. I f- found it in my mom's closet. <laughs> yeah, before you before you were supposed to get it. Before I was supposed yeah. to get it, and uh, oh, I guess Santa had dropped it off early, and uh, yeah, I had a, I, I had got in trouble like that too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I found some. Hey, and I actually <laughs> opened up and played with it a little bit. Before. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's great. What about you, Art? Uh, it, you know, bound to be some GI Joe kind of thing. And in fact, as I'm as we're cleaning out our house, getting ready for a move, I'm finding some things and kind of you know bringing up a bunch of memories. So I don't know that there's any particular any particular thing, uh, but I can remember, you know, we would come downstairs and that stuff would all be laid out and just the magic of that moment. So I'm going to tie it to this particular thing that I'd actually thrown away. 
Uh, it was the G.I. Joe mobile adventure team vehicle. Oh, yeah. You know, the hell of thing. Oh, I had and, that. Uh, Did you throw that away? I threw it away, and <sighs> I, I, I'm sitting there, and I was, I was just like, going, I can't believe I threw that away. And I've lost the front part of it. It was just the, the See, I have the front it. part of it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Here's what happened. So I didn't throw I'm going back away. to the dumpster, and I said, all right, if I can get to that thing, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to rescue it and get it back. And so I opened the little sliding door of the dumpster and it's right there. I mean, it's just little, it's literally just, re- there's nothing touching it. There's no gross stuff on it. And so I pulled it out. I'm going to clean it up and hang on to it. I'm like, I, I got to keep that because that's, that's kind of that one piece represents probably years of Christmases getting GI Joe's, but it yeah. was like, that was kind of the, the culmination of the thing on there. And since then I've been watching all these GI Joe commercials mm. and behind the scenes stuff. So very fascinated with it. Sub search. Sub search, okay, yeah. yeah. Sub search, and it was set up almost like a three dimensional chess kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. All right, so let's get one last question from each of you, and then let's wrap it up. Who? Oh, really? Because I've got such good. Well, ones we're here. at thirty five minutes, man. Well, we've, you know, it's a hundredth episode. You're the one who's got meaningful work you got to get to. Well, I mean, I stay for the second one. Oh, you know, you've got to, you've got to. So uh, let's. Okay, I'll just I'll just throw these out here real quick. <clears throat> Two of them are lightning rounds. How about that? They're from the Pod Goats. First of all, this may be a, this may be a topic for another thing. So I'll just mention that comedy albums. Did y'all ever listen to comedy albums? Did oh, you yeah. have favorite comedy albums? No. Okay. Yeah. See, I wonder if that was kind of a generational thing because it was really big when I was a you know young adult, I guess you know probably too young for these things. But George Carlin, Richard Pryor, Steve Martin. I, I, I heard have some a Bill forty five of King Tut. Yeah, I remember King Tut, that. But uh, and the George Carlin and the Richard Pryor albums are albums that you could not you know, released today because they were so politically incorrect, but they were extremely oh. hilarious things and uh, end up throwing a bunch of those things away because they had warped in the attic. So anyway, that, I'll mention that one. That was a George Abide question. Hello, George. Uh, hello, George. Uh, so we'll come back to that. Phil's question real quickly was, who's your favorite 100-year-old actor from Star Wars and one that just looks like it? I think that was a dig at me <laughs> since old Luke. But then Campbell's, and Campbell's is the one I'll, I'll, I'll really ask as a real question. Who could steal your woman quicker, Indiana Jones or Han Solo? <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. I asked my woman about this. <laughs> did you? And what did yeah. your woman and say? I, yeah, she said Indiana Jones, but it was real close. Yeah, it would probably yeah. be Indian in, in my and, household. And she well. got very depressed thinking that she'd ended up with old Luke. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll go with Indiana Jones, but yeah. I haven't really thought that one through. Yeah, yeah that was why it's a lightning round. What's your first response? Yeah, there you go. You got one last one. Yeah, uh, Jacob asked this: If you could have a useless superpower, not not one that could be used to save the world, what would it be and why? To remember why I walked into the room. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great one. I think we should just close with that one. I actually have one. I'm sorry. We'll close with that one. I have one. I'm invisible to the sensors on paper towel dispensers and bathrooms. So that's my superpower. I can sit there and wave and wave. And as soon as I've walked away, but when I'm there in front of it, I do not register. Oh, my gosh. Not seeing a Teen Titan with that power. Oh, man. All right. Um, Charles Xavier is not giving me a call. (laughs) Oh, all right. We're going to wrap the 100th episode of Guys of a Certain Age on that one. And we thank thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. And um, for those of you who listen to every episode, our condolences. We will see you. You got us beat. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We will see you back next time.